I shook my head and said, Dave, what are you doing? If there's one thing that you're pretty good at, it's, it's marketing. So why don't you figure out how to use marketing to attract investors instead of you chasing after them? So Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, I'm excited to have Dave Debeau. Dave, how are you doing today? Todd, if I was half as good as faster. I'm doing good, man. That's doing good. good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, definitely. I appreciate you joining us on the show. Uh, why don't you give our listeners a little bit about your background? Uh, you talk a lot about raising money. Why don't you give our listeners a little bit about your real estate background and what, what you've done. Yeah, perfect. Well, thanks, Todd. So I'm a, I'm a marketer and a real estate guy, and I've been doing real estate deals one type or the other since about 2000. Uh, done a few foreclosure deals, creative Ron Legrandi type, no money, low money down type deals, lease options. And then more recently, I've gotten into multifamily deals. And I realized along the way there, Todd, that I kind of suck at dealing with tenants and toilets myself personally that's not my day uh, so now I just kind of partner up with people that are way better at that stuff and, and I put money into the deals and, and let them do what they're good at so that's kind of my my real estate background and um, yeah and then, and then I kind of stumbled into this whole raising capital thing when a number of years ago when I was doing this rent own strategy called client first rent own where we find a tenant buyer go out buy him a house rent owner to them for two or three years while you help them get qualified for financing. You know, that was kind of capital intensive. I was able to self-finance my first couple of deals. And then like most people, I ran out of cash, ran out of credit and needed to start using other people's money. And I had no clue really about how to go about doing that, except for the normal stuff you and I have heard so often. So well, let me know if you've heard this ever before, Todd. If you, first of all, have you ever heard the whole thing? Just find a good deal and the money will find you. Have you heard that before? <laughs> yes, yes. I have definitely heard that before. Yeah, well, I heard that too, but I knew I probably had to do something. So I'd also heard when you find a good deal, you know, pick up the phone and start dialing for what? Oh, yeah. Dial, dial for dollars, man. They just, dial, oh, they just yeah. float, right? They're just out there. Yeah, They're somehow in your phone. Well, here's what I did, Todd. I, I tried that. I was really hesitant about doing that because I it just didn't feel right. Plus who the hell likes picking up the phone yeah. and trying to hit people up for money. So I dialed, rejected, dialed, rejected, 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 rejected. That to be perfectly frank with you is about how many cold calls I did before my fragile little ego couldn't handle it anymore. And I quit doing that. So I remember I had this perfect tenant buyer on the, on the go. We found them their, their house. I had about two weeks to, remove subjects on this deal. So I tried the dialing for dollars. That didn't work. I tried, I'd also heard, get out there and turn every conversation into a real estate conversation. Go out there, network, schmooze, hand out cards, pick up cards, yeah. follow up, all that kind of stuff, which sounds great. So I tried that. Chamber of Commerce, B&I, Toastmasters, whoever let me in the door. And I schmoozed up a storm and raised exactly zero capital. 
So by that time, you know, I've wasted 10 days or whatever. I had to get an extension on the deal. And that's when I came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea, you know, being kind of a marketing kind of guy and with my background. I said, this deal's so good, it's going to sell itself if I just get it in front of enough people. So I put together, this was a number of years ago, put together a little PDF and emailed that to a couple of hundred people that I knew. And that was the first thing that got me a little bit of traction in the, in the sense that I got some responses. Hmm. And I was all thrilled about that, Todd, until I started opening up some of those responses and basically saying, hey, Dave, <laughs> hey, Matt, haven't heard from you in five years, or some of them hadn't heard from me in 10 years. And one guy hadn't heard from me in about 15 years. Basically, the gist of it was, Dave, I haven't heard from you in a long time, and here you are, hit me up for cash, take a hike. <laughs> so that was my first foray into trying to raise capital the traditional way. I think you probably know the end of the story. I lost that deal. It collapsed. I couldn't close on it. I ticked off my tenant buyer, ticked off the property seller, ticked off the realtor, mortgage broker, pretty much everybody that was involved and got some major egg on my face. And, and I'm kind of in a small city. There's like 80,000 people in the area. So everybody knows area, everybody in the, in the real estate world, right? So that was a major faux pas, to put it lightly. And that's when I decided, you know what? This sucks. I don't want to do it this way anymore. And that's when I kind of, by hook and by crook, decided to, I, sh I shook my head and said, Dave, what are you doing? If there's one thing that you're pretty good at, it's, it's marketing. So why don't you figure out how to use marketing to attract investors instead of you chasing after them. So how, do, how about you use marketing, get people to raise their, their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in your deal, instead of you desperately chasing after them. And, and Todd, as you know, when you have somebody reaching out to you that way, that conversation is a complete 180 versus you trying to sell them on your deal. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's so uncomfortable too when you're asking for money versus providing an opportunity and they they're coming to you and they're saying hey what do you have for me it's just a different mindset and it's just a different like just a, so such a different feeling like who wants to be sold to yeah right? and so so that that's uh that that's great and it's a what a what a fun story i mean yeah it sucked you didn't get the deal done but you know what in the end it sounds like you took that in stride and learned from it which is the most important part right a lot of people would get down and uh, they would swear real estate off again, especially being a small town, you know, 80,000 people, everybody knows everybody. And uh, they know that Dave can't close a deal. And so then the next deal you got, they don't want to work with you. Uh, but you took that in stride and, and you made things happen. So take us through, um, you know, what did you do to what, did, what was the marketing tools? Like, what did you do to attract investors so you could actually close on the next deal. Yeah, well, good question. So what I did, Todd, is I, I, I kind of sat back and thought, okay, chances are for somebody, because the kind of deals I'm doing or was doing at that time in this market, I needed about, on average, eighty to 100000 per deal, right? So, and I, I really just wanted to work with one person per deal, one investor versus five or six little guys, right? So I thought, who who's the kind of person that's going to invest with me? Well, chances are they're going to need to know me, like me, and trust me with their money first before they come up with a hundred grand, right? Yeah. So 
that's when I thought, okay, well, I know a lot of people. I'm not sure which ones of them actually have a hundred grand or ready, willing, and able to invest a hundred grand, but let's, let's focus on the people that I already know. So I came up with a target group of about 200 people, people I already had that pre-existing relationship with. They know me, I know them. So who is that? Friends, family, business associates, past and current clients, and uh, people that I've worked with, you know, uh, folks from, from church, folks from, if you're part, part of uh, other groups or associations, you got, they know you and you know them. Because my thinking was, if we got that taken care of, at least we've got two out of the three done, right? They know us and they like us. Now it's a matter of, do they trust you with their hundred grand? Does that make sense? So yeah. I think Meatloaf wrote a song a long time called two out of three ain't bad. That's what I think. Let's start off. Let's make it easy. So that's what I did. And that's what I, I show people how to do as well is start with a target group, ideally of about 200 people. Now, do you need 200 investors? Of course not. Most folks that are watching this, especially they're just getting started, probably with three or four or five investors, they'll be going great guns for the next year, year and a half, right? That, yeah. That's probably all yeah. they need to start. So let's start with that target group of people, but let's not make the stupid mistake I did, which is just kind of rushing out there like a bull in a china shop saying, hey, it's Dave, I got a great deal, you got any cash. Didn't work well. So learn, learn from my dumb mistake. What you want to do instead, Todd, is break the ice. Yeah. And, and I do what's called, or what, what we do with our clients these days, is we do what's called a, a warm-up campaign. So it's just three simple emails. So you create that, that list of 200 people, names and email addresses at least. And then let's break the ice with them on a personal level first. And then after that, we start talking business. So uh, kind of the first shot across the bow, kind of like a, a catch-up kind of a message. I call it the Christmas letter from Aunt Nadine. It was way back in the day before the interweb and cheap long distance and all this social media and all this stuff. People used to actually, believe it or not, write letters. <laughs> and my Aunt Nadine, every Christmas, would write a nice long Christmas letter, photocopy it, send it out with the, with the Christmas cards, and that's how we kept in touch. So it's a, it's a new version of that. Catch people up on what you've been up to, what the family's been doing, and how old your kids are, what their names are, all that kind of stuff. Catch them up on that. And then at the end of it, say, hey, well, that's what I've been up to. How about you? Please hit reply. Let's connect. I'd love to catch up with you. And then you have a genuine reconnection. You don't try to do any sneaky, you know, sneak in the real estate stuff in there. It's just the genuine reconnection. No, then, so, so in that one, you don't even mention your, your real estate. You just, you're just talking personal. That's it. That's First connection, personal. just personal. Work, right? Like if you're a full-time real estate guy, or a full-time real estate gal or, or whatever, realtor or whatever. Yeah, you can mention it, but don't, don't try to be That's sneaky. not your main point. That's not the purpose at all. Hey, it's right now I'm raising money for deals. No, not yet. We, we'll no, get into that. saying that. Yeah, not yet. So we do that and then we make sure that you answer people. So when they reply, have that, have that connection because first of all, it's a lot of fun. Second of all, you're going to catch up with a lot of people you lost track with. And third of all, there's money in them, their reconnections, right? And then here's the trick, Todd. Before we start doing the whole marketing type thing, we want to give them the heads up. We want to give them, what I, what I do is call this a transition message. And I like to do it by video. 
and it's it's just a short like one minute thing it says hey it's been really good reconnecting with you i want to let you know that moving ahead i plan on doing a better job of staying in touch so we give them the the cue that we're going to be continuing the conversation and i want to let you know a little bit about what i'm up to with real estate real estate something i'm really excited about very passionate about doing really well with if that's true don't bs people just say it if it's if it's true and i think real estate is the best way for everyday folks like you and like myself to get an above average return on our money backed by a solid asset and that's real property and who knows maybe sometime in the future you might even be interested in partnering with me in a deal and sharing the profits okay blah 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 so we give them the heads up that we're going to start talking business around real estate and then counterintuitively i encourage people to opt out if they'd really not hear about it so you can always click on the unsubscribe button if you really right not hear about this all right and then we send that out and then that way in my mind and it's worked really well for a lot of people then we you know people who got fair warning they're going we're going to start talking real estate so are, are we when we send that email is it in like a like a mailchimp campaign you said hit on subscribe so is it in like a constant contacts a mailchimp or something like that yeah i would highly recommend you use a, an email autoresponder because if you you know if i'm telling people send out 200 emails they'll get through 10 of them and then that'll get you know that's too much work so if we, mm -hmm. if we can set it up through an email autoresponder like that uh, the one we recommend is constant uh, no get response actually it tends to work pretty well and here's just a quick tip there's a free version there's a paid version don't be cheap start with the paid version because you get what you pay for all right so you want to make sure your, your emails get delivered so just it's 20 bucks a month or whatever it is um, just start with that that's how we do that and then it is easy if they want to unsubscribe they can just click on unsubscribe and they don't really hurt your feelings yeah yeah I guess what Todd is whenever I explain this you know you you've been in business you, you probably understand this most people think, well, Dave, if I do that, if I got 200 people on my list, 175 of them are going to opt out. <laughs> but that's not the case. Typically, what we find is you might have six or seven or maybe eight people altogether yeah. opt out. Not even percent. Yeah. Six or seven or eight people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're really bad, you maybe have 25 people, but you're not going to have a hundred. I've never, I've never seen it. Cause probably, again, yeah, probably not. Cause we're going out to people that if, we already have that pre-existing relationship with. Well, right? and if you did it the way you said it now, if, if somebody would have came in and that's their lead off conversation, maybe now you have, you know, half of them unsubscribing or maybe more. But right. you started that dialogue, you started that conversation, you didn't just lead with, hey, I'm going to hit you up for money. You started the, the dialogue differently. And even when you started that dialogue about real estate, you didn't say, hey, I'm going to hit you up for money. It was just talking about how that can benefit them. Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It makes a huge, huge difference. Again, I was the dummy that had to learn this the hard way. So be wise. You know, a smart person learns from their own mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. So be wise <laughs> and learn from my dumb mistake. So that's, that's kind of the first step in the process, Todd. After that, what I always recommend is make sure that you're ready to go with a good investor presentation, something to show people if they do put up their hand. Because here's the cool thing. That warm-up campaign isn't really designed 
to get you meetings with prospective investors. But what the funny thing is, about half the time, that's exactly what happens. What I mean by that is, in about half the cases of, of the clients that we show how to do this or we work with around this, it actually happens that somebody will put up their hand and say, hey, Todd, yeah. you caught my curiosity. Yeah. What are you up to? So yeah. now you want to be ready to go with a good, what I call, million-dollar investor presentation. And I highly recommend that it be a slideshow, a slide deck presentation. I know lots of people say out there, you know, you should be able to really dumb it down and explain it on a yellow legal pad with a Sharpie, like an MLM presentation. I say, no, um, <laughs> that, that's not a good idea. And here's why. Uh, chances are the other person that's putting up their hand is not a real estate enthusiast like you are, you are and like I am. They don't have the faintest clue. They're in the 95% of the population that's never bought a revenue property, right? Right. We need to be able to show them something that explains it in a high-level, simple way, but that they can get it. And something that we can do in a systemized manner so that it's the same time after time after time. So the second step in the process is create a, a good slide deck presentation. Keep it short, keep it sweet, keep it high-level. About 20 minutes is about the sweet spot for, for doing a presentation. It gets much longer than that. The eyes start to glaze over. If you're an analytical kind of person, if you're a real numbers person, be super careful because your tendency is going to be to put in graphs and, yeah. and in Excel spreadsheets, and then the eyes are going to really, really roll back. So you got to remember that that I call this the Reader's Digest level. So if you remember the old magazine Reader's Digest, it was written for people with a 13-year-old reading level. Doesn't mean that you know everybody that read that was had that reading level, but it was easy to consume. It was easy to read. That's the same idea here. Keep it simple. You know you're on track. If you can do your presentation with a, a normal 13-year-old and they get the gist of it, then you know you're on track. There's a book called Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I'm not sure if you've ever read it. I haven't. Uh, it's a fantastic book and, and it really hits home what you're saying there is that you don't have your presentations, not about the numbers. It's all about building a story. It's all about people want stories. They want to know how does it relate to them. Yeah, numbers are nice, but eh. Like he talks about like, look, have this, have a 30 minute presentation and have three minutes be numbers. And that's at the very end. That's a really good benchmark for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and and it it hits on what you just said, you know, have a 20 and this is their first, you know, little presentation, give them 20 minutes. Cause like you said, they're, they're going to fall asleep. Otherwise you can try to give them an hour presentation because you love real estate. It's the best thing ever. And like, everybody's going to be super excited, but of course, no, they're not like, <laughs> they, they don't love it. Like you do. No, I, I like to say that, that you and I and your audience, you know, people that are watching pillars of wealth for crying out loud. We are real estate weirdos. And I say that with love and affection, but we are, you know, this, when you talk to the general public, public, their eyes glaze up, right? So we got to keep that in mind when, whenever we do this kind of this kind of presentation. And I want to touch on your point there. Very, very well said, Todd. Somebody told me this a long time ago. Really, at the end of the day, the person is investing. Your investor is investing their money in you, yeah. 
and the deal is really just the collateral, right? So that's that's something we got to, that was a big aha light bulb moment for me. It really is all about that relationship we have with the person. If they trust you with their money, they think you're going to do a, a good job for them with your money. And then again, that presentation, keep it really focused on them. What's in it for them? Tell the story, like you say, but keep it focused on the big benefits for them. The big not picture. How, smart, how great you are. Yeah. 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 The big picture and not like, oh, you can make, by the way, you're going to make 20% return on investment and you're going to make this. And this is financially, here's the graphs. And like, uh, what are you like? What are you trying to sell me? That feels gross. It feels like you're selling me something. And quite frankly, most people are used to seeing like stuff from you know stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and you start showing them these big numbers, and they're like, eh. which goes back to like, yeah. And it goes back to what you said at the beginning. You know, you got this deal, and you the deal. Oh, I got a deal. The deal finds the money. Nope, not not at all. Like the deal doesn't find the money. It's, it's. Yeah. So, so my, my suggestion to people is Doug, when it comes to the money and the deal, you know, which kind of the chicken and the egg question, I always recommend the money comes first. What I mean by that is this whole process we're going over here. My goal for your, your viewers, your listeners is for them to have a, a, a group of investors lined up, ready to go in the wings. So when they have the deal, they can jump on it with confidence because they know they've got that money lined up. Now, it's not sitting in the bank waiting for them, but they've got a bunch of people that have put up their hand and said, hey, Todd, when you got a deal, I want to know about it. I want first dibs. Yep. That is, that's what this is all about. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's, so that's step number two. Let's have our investor presentation ready to go. Get a few little friendly practice runs under your belt before you char go charging forth. And then the third step in this five-step process is all about the marketing, what I call constant, consistent communication. Uh, cornerstone to this would be having a, an investor-focused website. I know a lot of your listeners probably have uh, a website revolving around whatever it is they do with, with real estate, if they're doing rent-own, if they're doing flips, if they're doing apartment building, whatever it is that they're doing, they might have a website around that. I'm going to suggest have an, inve uh, an investor-focused site completely separate from that because the communication you're going to be having is different for that target group of people versus if you're trying to attract tenants and, and things like that. So, have, you know, these days, uh, websites are, are very inexpensive. It just makes sense yeah. to have one for that. And then it's mm -hmm. all about constant, consistent communication, staying top of mind with people. And Todd, you understand this know better than anybody that's a beautiful thing about having your own podcast this is a great way of staying in touch with people but there's also all sorts of ways of doing that with your target group of a couple of hundred prospective investors online and offline a couple of my favorite ways these days online are electronic newsletters and video logs i find them to be very very effective and the and the goal is because i understand most people are not marketing weirdos like like i am right the goal is start with one thing that you can do consistently, get it going, get comfortable with that. And then if you want, add more stuff on after that. But the rock bottom minimum is you should be reaching out. You should be connecting with the people on your list at least once a month to get started with. And then work up to where you're communicating with them, ideally at least once a week. That's, that's not too much, right? And 
keep it light. Again, remember the Reader's Digest analogy there. Remember that they're not real estate weirdos like us. They really don't want to learn the nitpicky of exactly what you do. They want to know that you know what you're talking about. So yeah. keep it, I, I like to call it edutaining, edutaining marketing. So a little bit of education, a little bit of hopefully something entertaining combined together. That way people open your emails, that, be, well, that way people look at your stuff and always have a call to action at the end of your marketing. Always remind them what's in it for them. Always show them explicitly what you want them to do. So people say, well, Dave, how do you get investors reaching out to you, calling you, texting you, emailing you? And it's quite simple. I tell them to, <laughs> right? Hey, if you want to find out more, if you want to find out how this can work for you, click on this button, book an appointment on my calendar, whatever it is you want them to do, be very, very clear. Don't leave it up to them to figure it out. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we always think, oh, everybody's going to come to us, and they do to an extent, but that call to action is so powerful. And them just knowing that, I, I found when I put at the end, just a simple, like, and I could probably do better at calls to action, but just a simple at the end of the email, if you'd like to have an, a conversation about what investing with us looks like, you know, click here to schedule. I yeah. find that every time I do that, that people click to schedule. And they maybe, and, and I didn't even start doing that until actually fairly recently. And it was like, whoa, I mean, now I'm getting these calls from these people who've been on my, my email list for, you know, six months, a year, two years. And they're like, oh yeah, I'd love to invest. Like, uh, you know, why didn't you call me earlier? Well, because I, I didn't tell ready. them to. Well, okay, two reasons. Two or reasons. they weren't ready. Yeah, you, you didn't tell them to. So that brings up a beautiful point, Todd. And that is the beauty of marketing. So we, we always have to keep things in mind for the big picture because the number one mistake I see people making with this is they get off to a good start and then they fizzle out. Yeah. They stop doing that. You know, the, the creating the marketing or whatever gets to be uh, time consuming or they forget to do it once and they forget to do it twice and they fall off the wagon, so to speak. It's that constant, consistent communication. And then here's the cool thing. Those people that reached out to you after being on your list for two years. Well, guess what, Todd? They've had two years to see you do it, strutting your stuff, doing your thing, being the rock star that you are, right? And every time they see that, they're a little bit more comfortable. They're getting a little yeah. close to that. And then when they're ready, they've got, you've got that call to action. So again, yeah, highly recommend always have the call to action. Always have that with everything. And then when they're ready, they're going to click on it. Yep. Yeah. 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 It works like gangbusters. So that's, that's the third part of the process. Fourth part is all about being seen as the real estate authority in the eyes of your target group of investors. And this is a mindset thing, Todd, because I know a lot of people say, well, I'm not worthy Mm -hmm. be considered an expert. I've only, I've only got two deals under my belt or three deals under my belt. Yeah. Okay. And then they're, you know, then they hang out or they get to know rock stars like yourself, Todd. And I don't know how many deals you've done lots, I'm sure. And other people have done tons of deals and they say, okay, well that guy or that gal is the expert. I'm not. So I want to, I want to help people kind of shift their, their thoughts on that. Very important, right? So Here's the deal. 95% of the regular population has never purchased an investment property in their lives. Their own house doesn't count. Okay. I'm talking about an investment property. So if you even have one deal under your belt, 
you're already ahead of 95% of the regular population that you know, which a lot of those, that's going to be the people in your list, right? So it's kind of like, I, I use the analogy, if you remember way back to when you're in kindergarten, all right? When you're in kindergarten, the kid in grade two seemed like they were God, right? The kid in grade two already knew how to tie their shoes on a regular, regular basis. They didn't have to have nappy time. They could write their name, they could add and subtract, they could do all this cool stuff that just seemed like way beyond us in kindergarten. Well, same thing, right? If you're talking with people that have never done a deal before and you've done one or two or three deals, you're literally leaps and bounds ahead of them. So it's all about how do we create that, you know, without being fake about it, but how do we create that uh, atmosphere of expertise around ourselves? And there's there's some simple ways, there's some complex ways to do that, but a couple of tips. Number one, and you do this very well, Todd, is take that position of leadership. So you don't have to have your own podcast or anything like that, but with, within your communications, within that, that group of 200 people, be the half glass full person. Be the person yeah. that's seen all the opportunities that are coming out of this. Be the person, don't be Pollyanna, right? Don't be out to lunch. You know, address the fact that, you know, at the time we're recording this, we've got the whole COVID thing, we've got social unrest, we've got elections, we got all this stuff going on, right? But be the person that shows where the opportunities are, where the opportunities lie with that. So that's one, one recommendation. Dress the part. I always re recommend to people, if you're talking with somebody about investing with you, uh, dress business casual. Even if you're meeting with that person on Zoom, it's going to show them respect and it's going to get you respect as well, right? So I highly recommend that. And then and wear, and wear pants just in case you stand up. That's a, damn, I better not stand up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the other thing is, um, have good looking materials, right? Have, have invest a few bucks in getting some professional headshots done. That goes a long way. Yeah. Don't be cheap with your business cards. Don't do the home laser jet printer business cards. Invest a few bucks in some good business cards. And be able to speak knowledgeably about your investment strategy and your target market. And that'll go a long way to helping you create that, that credibility and that authority, along with all that marketing that you're doing on a regular basis. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, uh, yeah, 100%. I agree with all of it. And one thing I, I want to say, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, is it doesn't mean when Dave is saying this that you have to have everything perfect before you start we want to look professional we want to we want to you know get ourselves represented properly but we don't have to be perfect right a lot of people ask me well how can i start a podcast i haven't even done a deal yet and i say well are you interested in real estate well yeah do you have questions about real estate investing well yeah okay can you ask people that are real estate investors questions that you want to learn about. Right. Yeah. Okay. You're a podcast host. Like you can do that. You can write a blog. You can, you know, start a YouTube channel. You can do a lot more than what you think you do. You're ready. Like you don't need to be exactly 100% prepared to have every little thing just right on your desk and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't need to be perfect. I completely agree. In fact, Quite often, it's better if it's not perfect because that, that makes you real. That makes you credible. And again, when it comes to raising capital, you know, know, like, and trust. So that's what I always tell. Do, do not fake it 
till you make it yes. with this. Because I see so many people shoot themselves in the foot, right? Because as soon as somebody gets a whiff of you being a bullshitter, and excuse my French, but I'm a redneck, <laughs> that as, as soon as people get that whiff, it's gone. It's, it's yeah. dead. So don't try to come across like you're this highfalutin, you know, 54th floor corner office kind of person. You're not, right? Chances are you're working out of your home office and you got a few deals. Well, don't, don't try to hide that. You're in the trenches. You're doing stuff. Embrace that, right? So, And, and by the way, Dave, that attracts people. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are very attracted by where you're at at your specific time. And you're going you're gonna to really turn people off because they're, they're going to figure it out. Like if they're going to figure it out, if you, if you puff your chest, you act like you've got all this stuff going on, you act like you've done 100 deals and you've done one, they're going to figure it out. And then yeah. they don't trust you anymore. And that's that. Gone. And then it's gone. And it, Forever. Yes. Forever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah trust doesn't come back. So no. no, very, exactly. Very, very, very important. So yeah, don't BS people be yourself. Yourself is great right where you are. Yeah. Start with exactly like Todd says, don't overthink it. Imperfect action beats perfect procrastination. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking that. And that's, you just quote me. I've got that. <laughs> what kind of a jerk quotes himself? I do. <laughs> <laughs> But that's good. That's the long and the short of it. So the whole goal here, and then once, here's the cool thing, Todd, I'm sure you've seen this. Once you've got one or two investors lined up in the wings, once you've got a couple of investors under your belt that are actually doing deals with, then you can start the snowball effect. And that is through getting really good testimonials and referrals, warm referrals, because those people tend to know other people who could invest as well. So if you're doing yep. a good job with them, they're going to be happy. And especially if you know how to do it, you can get testimonials, you can get warm introductions, warm referrals, and you can really start the whole snowball effect going that way. And it's a, the call to action on the referrals, by the way, same thing with, you know, getting those uh, investors to call you. You don't just get referrals. Sometimes you get referrals just out of the blue from your investors, but a lot of times you don't. And I've had many investors that come to me and say, Hey, are you taking any new investors? I've got a friend. Well, again, if I had done that call to action, that would have, that conversation wouldn't have even had to happen. They would have known like, oh, I should introduce my friend, right? Well, so there's a couple of, couple of times I, I think that work beautifully for that. And I agree with you 100% there, Todd, and that if we just kind of leave it up to them, it's very hit and miss. Mm -hmm. Here's where I find, are the, are the three best times and places to get both testimonials and referrals so you can kind of kill two birds with one stone. And the first time is right when you get your investor signed up for the deal, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, you just got the whole thing up and going, that's a great time because they're on a high, they're excited. This is a perfect time. Hey, do you know anybody else who might be interested in these kind of deals? Yep. Right, put that out there, get that going. The next time that's really good is when they're getting the check from you. Yeah. <laughs> when things are kind of going are going well and you're paying them, especially if you're if you've underpromised and you're and you're over delivering, which is a really good tip, uh, then that's a perfect time. You know, perhaps you're you're having a little online Zoom meeting with them. You do just like we're doing right here. You you ask them if it's okay if you press record. You talk with them, and that can turn into an awesome testimonial. And then again, you wrap up. Hey. 
Todd, I'm glad, so glad that you're happy with how things are going. Do you know anybody else who might be interested in these kind of deals? Yeah. And then don't just get a name and a number and call them cold, because that's the same thing as cold calling. See if the other person will actually introduce you, do a warm introduction, do a three-way call, a three-way Zoom, whatever it is, to actually have that warm introduction. And then the third time is when you're cashing them out of a deal. That's another fantastic time to do it. And I recommend you do it all three times. Yeah, no, that's, that's so valuable. And then that personal introduction is huge, right? I mean, there's nothing that's better than a personal introduction through email, through phone, whatever. I, I've had every, I think every single time I've had a personal introduction, that person becomes an investor. Well, it just makes sense, doesn't it? Because we're all looking for shortcuts. We're all looking for hacks when it comes life hacks when it comes to this kind of stuff. So you are, you've got, there's you, there's your investor, there's your investor's friend, right? Yeah. What do you and the investor's friend have in common? The investor. So the investor is working with you. You've got this, this trust going with them. They love what they're doing with you, etc. So you're, their friend is borrowing on that trust. Does yeah. that make sense? And so are you. So that's, it's a, it's a massive shortcut to massive shortcut. that whole relationship from scratch. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so was that, was that five? That was five, right? We that was five. Yeah. That's warm the up. Yeah. The warm up. We've got the, the presentation or side slide deck. We've got the constant, consistent communication. Um, we've got the, well, I'm credibility. The credibility. Yep. Yeah, creating that credibility factor. Yeah, yep. for sure. And, and and then the 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 follow up or the you know the referral testimonials and referrals testimonials and referrals. So yeah, awesome stuff, man. It's so easy yet so difficult because we're never really taught. We're you know there's just so much. I think so many people that are just uncomfortable with raising money uh, from others. And one thing I tell people that are uncomfortable with it or thinking about it is look it's it's not about selling to people it's about about providing them an opportunity and how would you feel if 10 years down the road you've done really well in real estate you've made a lot of money you've made other people a lot of money and one of your friends or acquaintances that you never told about this because you're too nervous to because he didn't want to sell to them whatever it was and they go hey you know dave what's up man i i see you've made a bunch of money in real estate and i heard from my friend that they've been investing with you for years and done extremely why, why did you leave me out like what's right. going on very well said. like oh well i thought i was going to be selling to you no you're providing them an opportunity and you don't want them to be left out of that opportunity i love it and then the, the, the whole thing, the reason we're, we're so afraid to do that, at least my take on this, is we're afraid of rejection. We're concerned about affecting that relationship with that other person, right? We, like you said, we don't want to come across as a used car salesman. And no offense to any salesman. I think sales is a fantastic uh, profession. But you, you know what I mean? Most people are, are adverse to doing that. So again, if we can figure out a way not only to serve other people, but to do it in a way where they just naturally put up their hand and self-identify, self-select and come to us instead of us 
groveling and sniveling and chasing after them, then that that com then we're having a conversation. We're not having a sales pitch. We're having a what I call a grown-up conversation. We're showing them exactly what we've got. And here's the thing. Here's here's what I suggest to people. Don't be overly attached to the outcome. If they're into it, if they want to invest with you, great. If they don't want to invest with you, that's perfectly fine as well because you know, and you've probably heard this over and over again. And no now doesn't mean no forever. Their time and circumstances very well might change over the next year, 18 months, two years, three years, four years. It doesn't matter, right? As long as you just keep going with that constant, consistent communication, as long as you keep showing them the results you're getting for yourself and your investor partners, that you're an active investor, and that goes back to the marketing, then when they're ready, they can reach out to you and they can yeah. get started. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so true. I mean, yeah, don't be so attached to the outcome. Um, provide, provide that edutainment, uh, I think is what you said, you know, pr provide that, provide the communication, the, the constant, consistent communication and be aware that there's going to be people who you expected, who you thought for sure they would invest, who, you know, have a lot of money. They might not invest with you. They might not ever invest with you, quite frankly, but they might invest with you five years down the road. Uh, you just don't know. Um, but you can't be attached to that. You can't let that bother you. Um, and again, you're providing them opportunity. And if they don't want to take that opportunity, if that opportunity is not attractive to them, oh, well, so be it, you know, um, yeah. and, and the cool thing is that's why we start with that list of 200, right? We're not expecting 200 people to say, yeah, but here's the thing. If you start off with that kind of a group, chances are there's one or two or three, maybe four of them who are ready to go sooner rather than later. And then there's a bunch more that maybe take a little bit more time, right? So that's why it's so important to keep things going. So this way, when you do it this way, you get the both best of both worlds. You get the folks that are ready to go now and you keep going, you keep that communication going with the folks that need more time. Like you're talking about the guy that had been on your list for a couple of years before he reached out to you, right? So it's that idea. They might not be ready right now, but time and circumstances could very well change their mind. And the longer they see you and the more they see you as that credible real estate professional, the more likely they are to invest. Yep. Yep. And I'm sure you've experienced that you put yourself out there, you're doing what you, these steps that you're talking about and, uh, and you're not selling, you're providing leadership, you're providing education, you're, um, you know, you're showing professionalism and two, three, four years down the road, all of a sudden somebody who really, you had no clue was interested all of a sudden wants to be one of your investors. And sometimes I've had it, I've had it at times where they're all of a sudden wanting to invest two, $300,000 into the first deal that they've ever invested with you. And it's like, Whoa, where did you come from? Like I didn't even know you were but there. They, but they know you so well, right? Because you've created that relationship. They, they really feel like they know you really well and they do, right? Because you're coming across as you, you're not being this salesy schmoozy kind of person. You're being your genuine self. Yeah. yeah. Dave, how, like how often, and, and what's your thought on um, actually physically meeting with somebody face to face, having a coffee, having lunch, uh, grabbing a beer, whatever it might be. How often do you think that's important? Or let's just even say a phone call versus we've talked so much about, 
you know, your website and your emails and stuff like that. What about a phone call or personal touch with these people? Well, personal, I, I'm a big fan of personal touches. The phone call, it really depends. Myself, that's not in my wheelhouse. I'm not really comfortable doing that. Again, I, I like to put this stuff out there and let people self-identify and then they reach out to me and, and, and that's, that's my personal preference, right? As far as, as mailing stuff, yeah, I highly recommend that. Maybe don't start with that because, again, what I try to do, Todd, is I keep try to make it as easy as possible for people to get started with the process. And then once they're going, add more stuff on as you go. But if we – because being a marketer, I can say, hey, here's 87 things you can do. Yeah. I highly recommend you do all of them, and then it's, it's overwhelming for people. Yeah. So start with one, one that – because again, not everybody's a marketing weirdo like I am. Start with one that you don't mind doing. Do it consistently. Add on another one. Get comfortable with that. Add on a, you know, get it to that point. Then, you know, definitely once you've got some investor partners on board, active investors, then yeah, that's where that really comes into play. That's where, you know, birthday cards, anniversary cards, holiday cards come in, appreciation, little appreciation gifts. Uh, quarterly meetings might be a good idea. That's where you're going to be getting those testimonials and referrals as well. That's where you really, in my opinion, that's where you really dial it in. That's where you really want to go over the top with that, with that hands-on communication. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I like how you approach that. Uh, first of all, you do have to just get to know, get to know them and get them to know you. Um, obviously personal touch connection is, is important if, if you can, you know, and sometimes you're going to be having investors from other states. So that might not be as possible. And of course, COVID now, who knows, <laughs> we can't, we just, it just it isn't as, as prevalent now, but, um, but yeah, that constant contact, constant communication is so important. I think that's, that's the one thing I've taken from this or more than any, um, that I think is so valuable. The other thing I, I really took uh, and I really like, and I hear this so often, and it was just right, like rewind to like the very first thing that you talked about with your experience is that so many investors focus on getting that deal. Cause of course we're not a real estate investor until we get that deal, right? We've got to get the deal. And what happens if we, you know, get this investor list, we get all these people that are on our investor list, but we don't have a deal for them. They're just going to go away. Right. And a lot of people have it so backwards. And I think it's so important to re-listen to what you said there when you first began, because it's not like you're some, you know, inexperienced, like you've never done a real estate deal before. And then you start just trying to get this deal raised. No, you had done real estate deals. You, you weren't a spring chicken in, you know, just, just like, 20 or 18 years old out of college. At least that's not what I was getting from it. So people already knew you as a real estate person, but all of a sudden you're just trying to sell them into this deal. And it just felt probably gross for a lot of people. Probably like, I don't even know what this guy's doing. Thanks for bringing up that memory again, Todd. Yeah. Yeah. Rub it in a little bit more, would you? Let's see see if I can put some more salt. But it's it's true, right? And you took that. And you're like, whoa, like the, I'm going about this backwards. Like the deal is not what these people are interested in. They're interested in who I am and what I'm bringing to the table. And so I've got to prove to them I'm the right person. 
and then they're going to want to invest. It's totally different set up and people yeah. have to understand i think so many people view it the wrong way like we got to get the deal we're a real estate investor once we get the deal yeah if you can close on the deal exactly because as as a mentor of mine once said so well when you're desperate like that you're needy yes people can That's the other smell thing. that right yes. and needy is creepy you said gross creepy whatever same idea you know what i mean right it's like that it's like that scuzzy guy at the bar that's just trying to pick up any girl he can see kind of thing, yeah. right? So, when every time that guy gets rejected, he becomes creepier and creepier and creepier because he gets more and more desperate every time. And so as you get out there and somebody says no, that next person says no, now you start getting desperate. And you also, your brain just tells you, the next phone call is going to say no. So your brain automatically expects a no. So the second they start resisting, you're like, oh, you know, okay, I get it. You know, they maybe would have done the deal if you had confidence, but you're so already gun shy about it. You're so ready to just give up on them because you're expecting a no. You just got to know. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, well said. Versus... If we do this stuff and we get them to call us. Yeah, then we don't have to worry about it. Oh my God. They're pre-motivated, pre-educated, predisposed, pre-qualified to invest with us because of this marketing stuff, right? They got they already got the gist of what it is that we do. That conversation is so much more pleasant because you're not selling them. You're showing them what you got, and they're in or they're out, and either way is okay with you. It really no. it, you're not because you've already got some other investors lined up because you're always doing this, right? You're, you never stop doing the process. And then you've got that group of investors ready to go in the wings. And then here's the beautiful thing, Todd, you know this. Then when you've got the deal, you put it out to that little group of investors and it's like first come, first serve. And if you do it right, you almost get a little feeding frenzy and, um, and, and they're chasing after you. I know that sounds far-fetched for a lot of people who have never done it, but it's very, very true. It's absolutely true. And how much nicer is it? I mean, Dave, when, you know, you, you, you follow this five step process and you have your deal that you put out there and they're calling you. And instead of, instead of this conversation where you're asking them for money, they call you and they say, Hey, Dave, I like this deal. I want in, I've got three questions for you. And boom, boom, boom. You answer the questions and okay, let me know where do I, what, what's the next step? Exactly. Now that's what, that's my goal. If I could have one magic wand wish for all your, your viewers and your listeners, it would be that let's have, let's have that group of investors lined up, ready to go on the wings. You've got your deal. You know, you've got the capital to do it. And that gives you some serious mojo that allows you to go out, negotiate, find the deals, negotiate harder. Cause you know, you got the capital to back you up. Love it. Dave, I got a couple questions before we wrap up. Uh, what's your, what's a favorite book that you can recommend? Oh, so many of them. Uh, one of my Not favorite your... books. Yeah. One of my Not favorite today. books of all times, Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine. Ah, Chet Holmes, it. the ultimate sales machine. Love that book. Um, yeah. I would, and it's not all about sales. It's about marketing and sales. Brilliant, brilliant mind. Gone far too soon. Awesome. Um, what, what are your, uh, 
What are your three pillars of wealth creation? That's a good question. Three pillars of wealth creation. Well, being the real estate investors that we are, there really are three pillars of, of wealth creation. The first pillar is the deal. Yeah. Right? We need to have a deal. Second pillar is the money, right? We need to have the capital for the deal. And the third pillar is the team to make the deal happen. So that's, that's, uh, that's a snapshot of a real estate deal. That's pretty much business in all categories, but right. real estate, those are the three big pillars for sure. Right. Love it. Um, well, last question then, how can our listeners get in touch with you? I know you've got a book um, and uh, more information. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Well, Todd, I've spared no expense at putting up this URL for you. So if they want, <laughs> want nice. to connect with me, grab, grab my book, InvestorTractionBook.com. I've got a book called The Money Partner Formula, which you might see behind me there. It goes much more in depth into this five-step process we just, just talked about. So I'll trade you the PDF copy of the book for your name and your email address, and that'll get us connected. And they can go to that website. InvestorTractionBook.com. Got it. Got it. So we'll put that all in the show notes for everybody. So you don't have to memorize it. You can just go to the show notes, click on it, get the free book. Um, that's, that's an awesome offer. And I definitely appreciate that. Dave, look, it's, it's been a lot of fun. And I think it's just, this conversation is, it's just so easy, right? Cause it, it your, your process, your steps, the, the stories, uh, it just, it's, it's tangible and it's actionable. And so anybody looking to raise money and do that, go get Dave's book um, and, and follow the five steps. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple, but it takes that consistent action to do it. So Dave, again, really appreciate you joining us and have a fantastic day. Todd, thank you so much. You're an amazing host. Thank you so much for all that you do and, and for the community with the Pillars of Wealth. Yeah, man. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like, uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out. And, uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.